This is what we do. A show about how we, you and me, can have a positive impact on the world, live with integrity and embrace the complex questions of our time without losing neither ourselves, our minds, nor our hope in the process. My name is Lucy Kamara and I'm your host. Let's begin. Welcome back to a new episode of What We Do. I'm your host, Lucy Kamara, and I'm so glad you're tuning in. It's been a while. I've missed this space. I haven't recorded, well, I have recorded, but I haven't posted anything since the end of December, um, which I hadn't really planned to do. I hadn't planned on taking such a long break. It took me by surprise, but... Even though I started by panicking a little bit because, you know, consistency. If you if you know anything about starting a podcast is that consistency is key. Consistency is what will make or break uh, your work as a podcaster. So after publishing four, four and a half episodes, five in the fall, I I was a bit stressed by the idea of disappearing for a few weeks. But then I decided to actually embrace it. Some of you may know that I am a big fan of Catherine May and her reverence for wintering. Catherine May is a British writer who published a book a few years ago called Wintering. And it's been, and it's, I think it's kind of revolutionized how we think about our our human need for hibernation in a way um so and there there's no better time than january for slowing down for producing less for kind of if you have to do anything do the groundwork or you know like do the 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 foundation work Something that I did uh, in the past month is to start a newsletter. So if you would like to keep up with what I do, with my work, with my writing, and also to get news from the podcast straight into your mailbox, you can subscribe to The Ripple with Lucy out there uh, through the link in the show notes. If you have already subscribed, you might have received in your mailbox the first essay that I that I sent out this week about actually this very topic of living seasonally, of living cyclically and and observing our own seasons. This past week we celebrated in bulk and by we I mean witches, pagans and everyone else who who's kind of attuned to another kind of spirituality, maybe earth-based, natural cycles of spirituality. And in bulk is 1st of February. It is the celebration of the return of spring. And as I wrote in the newsletter, even though it might it might feel a bit early in some part of the world to celebrate the return of spring, 
when you start, when you pay attention to this, to this time of the year, you will start noticing that the trees are getting greener, that the trees that seem dead, they start to have like little birds at the end of their branches because they're coming back. They've just been dormant. And so I love this time of the year where it's still gray and cold and gloomy. But when you look with a bit more attention, you start seeing spring around the corner. In this vein, I wanted to talk to you on another one-on-one episode about beginnings, about new beginnings, and about in the context of what we do, where do we start? You know, this podcast and this whole reflection on what we do, it is about you know, diversifying sustainability, diversifying the idea that of, of who has impact on what impact is. And I think what is missing often in this conversation and what I, I would love to start remedying is the idea of starting because we, no one is born with all the answers and the dedication and the motivation And it takes effort, it takes courage, it takes the right circumstances, it takes privilege to be able to start thinking of topics that are bigger than yourself. Start thinking about your impact and start making different choices. Start questioning the status quo and starting start questioning everything you've been taught. So I thought this was a good opportunity and a and a and as good a time as ever to talk about beginnings and how to start anything. I think for me, it really started early with us. I always had a really strong sense of fairness and I was one of those kids, you know, who who was very adamant about what was fair and what was unfair and what was wrong and what was right. And, you know, to in the worst case, I was a little self-righteous and a bit of a know-it-all. Um, and it was really hard for people around me to make mistakes because I would not let it go. So, so... I had this strong sense of righteousness growing up. And I started when I was in when I was a teenager, I started asking questions and 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 realizing what which ones of my questions were not answered. And I started pushing back against the the limitations of why I would ask why to anything and the realizing that a lot of my whys were answered by just because 
it it really took a toll on me and it really impacted my mental health. I started very early on as a teenager despairing and contemplating the fact that nothing made any sense that you know I was taught things and I was expected to go to school learn this learn that and then get a job and 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 it felt like a lot of my life was dictated by nonsensical dogmas and and ready-made concepts it it was really hard i i started that's when i started struggling with depression and anxiety because i felt extremely small in an extremely big world and i felt like the the authorities and the structures around me were a massive embodiment of what was wrong with the world i was extremely disappointed by what i would see as the way things are and so i started pushing back if there was no beauty if there was no reason to be good to do good if it was just from an individual point of view i i i didn't see the point and so i it took me despair and depression and suicidal ideation to realize that i needed to find a reason to live i re- i needed to to find my place in the world to to keep going and to make something of my life to 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 make something worthwhile i remember being maybe 17 and telling my mother that i i just realized something some philosophical idea that that was really helpful to me and it was this idea of interconnectedness and how everything was connected and that is that sounds like the most basic cliche but it's also the most powerful and strong idea because then everything you do whoever you talk to the smallest move you make has repercussions and ripple through the whole net and that that sparks intention that sparks a life lived with purpose and that changed everything my first uh entry point to reclaiming my place in a wider net was food i when i started living by myself i realized that i was very uncomfortable with making food for myself and that's when i started considering what i was buying 
what I was putting into my body and realizing the relationship I have with my body and with my environment. And I tried to go vegan because looking into it, looking into it, it made sense to me. I tried fairly um, carefully because from what I would hear, from what I heard from people around me, it seemed extremely difficult. So I tried and gave myself a few weeks to see if taking control of, of my impact in that way, in that small accessible way, could be something I could do. And it's now it's now been over 10 years that I've been vegan. And that's been the beginning of my great unraveling of seeing that I could make my own choices and I could decide the system I take part in. I could decide the where I buy, what I buy. And of course, this comes with an enormous amount of privilege. But once you acknowledge your privilege, for myself at least, I believe it's extremely important to make the most of it and honor the choices that I have. So yeah, I started with food and just the feeling of power that realizing that I could, that I could make my own choices and that I didn't have to just do things that didn't feel right to me just because that's what everyone does. And that just the easiest, smallest shift could make me feel so powerful and so in control. It, it was life-changing. So like I decided to go vegan and never went back. But you don't have to do that. It can be just looking around at your life and just starting somewhere. Find something that you've been doing just because everyone else does. Something that you don't really care for. Now we know what is not good for us, what is not good for the planet, what is not good for our communities. And yet there's so much we still do just because we've always done it, just because our parents used to do it. It can be food, it can be shopping, it can be the way we talk to each other, it can be your work, it can be smoking, drinking alcohol. I, I would encourage you to find the smallest thing that you, you feel you could have access to, you could decide to do differently and to do to shift for it to have a, a good impact on you and on your surroundings, your environment. Actually, if you hear this, I'm challenging you. One thing, one thing that you haven't paid much attention to, that you know is, doesn't have a good impact on you and on your surroundings. And when I mean surroundings, I mean the people around you, the people you live with, the people you, you work with, your children, your parents, your neighbors, whatever. And also the nature around you, whether it's just the air in your apartment, the water, the whatever it is, the one thing that you know is in your hand, you know, you, 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 you can reach it. 
And just that one little thing, just having that feeling of, of being able to do. When you start doing yourself good, you do your community good. On this podcast, I have mentioned Rainer Maria Rilke, the German poet who had this line that I will never be able to shake off, which is, I live my life in widening circles. I don't know how far my reach goes, but just by starting with me and what I touch directly, The things that I touch, touch other things and are connected to wider and wider circles. When you think that way, it makes everything matter. And that can be overwhelming. But rather than shutting off in the face of the overwhelm, I would invite you to just start small. Start with what you can. It doesn't mean you have to be vegan. It doesn't mean you have to spend... $300 on a pair of jeans. It just means that the next time you have the opportunity to make a mark on the world, think twice. See if you can afford to choose better, choose closer, choose kinder. With food, See if you can find a plant-based alternative. If you want to eat meat or dairy or both, do it mindfully also. Think about the meat that you buy, who's impacted by this um, production and this industry, and try to choose as well as you can afford. When it comes to clothes, if you need a new piece of clothing, if you want a new piece of clothing, because sometimes, yeah, It's okay to like want to treat yourself, but think of it as a privilege and as an opportunity to do some good. If you can't afford the most sustainable, handmade thing, try to look at the least harmful option. Often it will be secondhand. It will be making something yourself. Learn to love the crafts. Learn to love, you know, The plants around you, the food around you, the clothes you wear, thinking about the little things in a mindful and loving way goes such a long way. It's hard to look back and realize how much and how far you can go by just starting small. In this time of new beginnings, of returning to spring, of longer days, of lighter days, of lighter moods, let's try and take one step in the right direction. If anything, just give something a try. Being human implies having impact. We can limit this impact and we can make it positive. Let's just try.
Thank you so much for joining me on this solo episode. I hope this maybe got you a little push you needed. Maybe this got you interested in looking into buying better honey and trying to know the people who are involved in the consumption you take part in. I will be back in a few weeks with new interviews, with new guests, always trying to expand and diversify our idea of what a sustainable lifestyle can look like. This podcast is created, produced and edited by myself, Lucy Kamara. You can find me on Instagram at Lucy Out There, L-U-C-I-E-O-U-T-T-H-E-R-E. Please slide into my DMs and let me know what you thought about this episode. Let me know if you have any ideas, if it um, inspired any feelings and please don't hesitate to share it with your friends and with your family and especially people around you who feel like they don't relate to sustainability and who do not know how it can apply to their life. Thank you so much for tuning in. See you next time.